Welcome to HomeWise, a podcast of Highlands Ministries. Wisdom is essential in building a strong family and home life. Proverbs says that a wise woman builds her house and a foolish woman tears it down. I'm Steve, and I'm here with Kara Murphy, my wife and the mother of our 10 children, ages 3 to 20. I've been blessed with a wise and godly wife, and over the years I've learned that Christian women appreciate her perspective and need encouragement to rise above the folly of our culture and be home wise. Let's talk about a subject that may be on the minds of some folks right now, here at the end of the school year, and that is bringing kids home from school to homeschool them. That's a major transition to go from in, institutionalized schooling to homeschooling. I recently had a nice conversation with a mom who had uh, three children, and she was planning. Uh, she and her husband had decided that public school was not for them, and so they financially couldn't even consider Christian school and decided that they thought homeschooling would be a good idea. And she called me, and she was a brand new, has looked a little bit online, but doesn't really know much about homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And that's where she started. And so we had a really nice conversation. But it got my mind thinking about other folks and principles that I would give for bringing your children home. Sure. And thought that that might be helpful to some of our listeners who aren't already um, homeschooling. And maybe even for our homeschooling families, if they're helping other people, and just some things to consider. So the first thing that I would say is a principle of bringing your children home is that you need to anticipate a transition time. The the daily schedule the expectations, the everything about your home is going to change when you transition from going out to school and doing your school at home. And the first thing that you need to realize is that when your children go somewhere to do their educational part of their life, and a lot of times they're social and, and that sort of thing, they're leaving home territory and they're going into someone else's territory, mm -hmm. which is, of course, one of the reasons why we prefer to homeschool, because we want our children immersed in our home values, in our home priorities, and that sort of thing. The things that we believe that our children should uh, be, that should be most important and they most prominent in their life. Mm -hmm. But in transitioning, and, and I, I, I draw from my experience having taught in the classroom, for a short while. When my students would arrive, they were coming into my territory, which meant I, even that's interesting, even though I'm not an early morning person, I was an early morning. I got to the school. I liked it when the school was quiet. And I would often take the first hour of my day and prepare my classroom, prepare my mind for what was going to happen that day. And physically prepare, you know, I had all of our, our handouts, I had our books ready, I had everything bookmarked so that I could be as efficient as possible. And I had, um, so that I, you know, during that 40 or 45 or 50 minute, um, class that I had those kids, I had them productive the whole time. Mm -hmm. Or with my elementary kids, 
you know, that I knew exactly how the day was going to flow and how long each lesson was going to take and, and, and we could move through our day very efficiently. So you were really territorial. I was. In that classroom as I was. a teacher. And I think you'll find most <clears throat> teachers are. Um, they may not all get there early. They may do their planning later in the day, but for some reason, I, I guess because I, I grew up as the daughter of a elementary school principal, I like a quiet school. <laughs> it's a nice place to get things done. <laughs> and, um, then you get to smell the chalk dust and it's inspiring. But <laughs> anyways. Or, or weird. That is the, but I think uh, people understand that. Yeah, that is actually the one thing I miss <laughs> most about homeschooling. Uh, you know, t- teaching my own children at home was, um, I really, having grown up as a principal's daughter, I really did, I liked the sights and the smells of schools. <laughs> um, and so I, I kind of missed that. <laughs> and uh, every once in a while, I'd go see dad when he was still um, working. And, you know, it just has, it brought back memories. And But anyways, so, so, but the point is, they're going into someone else's territory. And that territory has been prepared for them. And I remember my first year homeschooling, you know, officially trying to work with my four to five year old. And I remember thinking, um, where is my janitor and cafeteria? <laughs> because I had gotten, you know, I was very efficient and I knew exactly what I was going to do and what times and how long things were going to take in my classroom. And at home, it was constant um, competition and interruption. So there was breakfast to be made and cleaned up. There was laundry to change over. There was, you know, normal maintenance. And of course, by the time Rich was four, we already had four children. So, you know, there was baby care and, you know, the other children didn't go away (laughs) while we were, while I was working with them. And I remember thinking, um, for example, in the transition from eating lunch to going back to whatever we were doing, you know, academically, uh, there was that cleanup time. And in, during that time, I would lose them. <laughs> you know, they would go off to play or they'd go off to their room or they'd just wander in another place. And, you know, that doesn't happen in a classroom. <laughs> they don't wander off. <laughs> They're pretty much your prisoners, <laughs> you know. And um, so that was a huge transition mm-hmm. that, um, I mean, I even at one point considered sending them outside to walk around the house 10 times and then come in the front door. So that I would have just a couple of minutes to prepare the environment and bring them in on, you know, to my territory, if you will. Uh-huh. And it took me a long time to get used to that and also to recognize that that is also, it's, it's one of the strengths of homeschooling. That school is not a separate thing. <clears throat> it is a part of life. It is a part of the fabric of life. It is part of who we are. It's not just some activity that we engage in. And so if you're bringing children home from an institutional school environment, there's going to be a major transition, particularly since a lot of families, for a lot of families, home is the place where you don't have to put your shoes on. Home is the place where you sleep in, where you laze around, you know, sort of summer days, mm-hmm. uh, vacation days. And, and I firmly believe that it's perfectly fine to have vacation days and have days where you you sleep in and and don't put your shoes on and maybe don't do all your normal everyday stuff but it's not as natural if they're coming home 
for them to think of home as a workplace, a work of productivity. And that took us, I, th- I would say, several years of working um, working that out in our own heads and then working it out practically in our own environment and finding the balance of running a household and having academic work be a natural part of our family life. So expect a transition and expect to be challenged in that area particularly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next thing, um, and it depends on your kids, for some people their children don't see them as, quote, teachers. And, um, so my first, my first recommendation for young, for families that are bringing kids home is to give them some transition time. Particularly if you've ended a school year, if you're bringing them home, there's likely been a lot of stress in that school year. And a lot of new homeschool moms that are transitioning from school to home, they're, they're, they're fearful and stressed, which, okay, welcome to the entire homeschool population, but they're, they're fearful and stressed. And so they think, oh, I'm going to get a jump on next year's schooling. We're going to, we're going to go ahead and just jump right in. And they do their children a disservice because honestly, if they've had a rough year, which is probably why you're bringing them home, they need some downtime. They need a break. They need time for you to interact relationally with them. They need to be often, they need to be built back up again, Mm -hmm. which happens through a lot of love, a lot of fun. Doesn't mean you don't need to have some structure, but it does mean that you need to give them time to, um, there's a term they call de-schooling. And that's the idea like detoxing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And particularly if it's been a rough time, but even if not, you know, if they've been working hard and, um, and, and they've been doing, and you know, a lot of times there's learning issues and there's all kinds of things that um, play into the decision to bring kids home. And most of them are negative. So let's give them some time, um, two weeks, a month, two months, maybe an entire summer, you know, if assuming you're bringing home at the end of a school year. And you use that time to do your research and planning. Um, and you use that time to really build into their lives. And to just love on them and be happy together. Now, sometimes there's discipline issues. And so then maybe you want a little bit more structure. But you want to say, we're going to work on these discipline issues. Maybe they're training issues. Maybe they're heart issues. But we're not going to require a lot of academic work from these kids until we've gotten that heart where we want it to be. Until we've got the child obeying respecting, speaking respectfully. Um, so, so make sure that transition time happens because, uh, if your kids are not listening to you, if they don't see you as quote, a teacher, if they're not respectful and obedient, you've just made homeschooling nigh unto impossible mm-hmm. because that is foundational. Now it should be foundational for all parenting, but I understand that things get out of, things get out of whack and, and problems come up and there's circumstances that make it hard. And sometimes you have to do what we have talked about in other podcasts where we talk about boot camp. You know, you go back to, <laughs> you go back to the spring training and get everybody back to basics, which can be the basics of running the household and using that to the basics of, of structure and the basics of, of obedience and respect and make sure that everybody's on the same page. The next thing to understand is that 
most, if your children have been institutional school, and I assume you've been institutionally schooled, so your, all of your experience has been classroom education, mm-hmm. homeschooling simply is nothing like that. <laughs> um, to homeschool well is not to set up a classroom. In fact, I know of no one who started out homeschooling, setting up their little classroom desks, who continued in their homeschooling that way. Uh, it is just, it's, it's an artificial model. It's not what's comfortable in a home. It's not um, practical, especially if you have, you know, several children. And so understand that you're going to have a learning curve as well. And the good news is it's probably a lot easier than you're expecting it to be. There's a reason that homeschool parents who don't have anything close to the same level of education to, uh, say, certified teachers, who don't have the same level of resources, mm-hmm. who don't have the teaching and training of a, of a trained teacher, do a better job of educating their children. <laughs> and some of it is because the one-on-one tutoring model is better. And some of it is because you can be so much more efficient. And so you don't have to do things the way the school system does. Um, another principle is to, um, and it's along the same lines, most, most families grow into a more lifestyle-based or relaxed style homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to have some structure. <laughs> I think sometimes when new homeschoolers read materials on homeschooling, what they, what they get is that you shouldn't use any textbooks. You shouldn't use any um, materials, curriculum. You should just make it all up as you go. Oh, boy. And, um, and that is, a, it's like a free fall. You know, jump out of the airplane without a parachute. <laughs> That's how it feels when you're first homeschooling. Um, and yet at the same time, uh, don't feel like you have to call up your local Christian school curriculum distributor and buy their complete set. In fact, that's likely, I just don't know, a few families that do homeschool that way, but the majority of homeschool families find that to be very boring. (laughs) And um, it is not going to encourage you or your children to continue homeschooling because it's going to just be, um, I mean, really, what's the difference if you're sitting in front of the satellite or the TV doing a classroom education, then going into school and just doing it that way. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so finding, finding some structure that helps you know what to do next, but at the same time, not expecting or, or wanting to have the exact structure of a classroom education. Um, and that's a little different for all families. And, and that's why you're taking the summer to investigate. And that's why you're taking the summer to think um, how your family functions. And you're observing your children. And you're seeing um, that this child gets excited when he goes outside and catches frogs. And so that needs to be something that we take into consideration when we plan out what we're going to do with him. And, you know, this child has the attention span of a flea. (laughs) 
And so whatever we do with that one's going to be in 10 minute spurts and we're going to use a timer <laughs> and we're not going to expect them to sit for 35 minutes in front of a worksheet that they're filling out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that summer will help you make some of those observations. And then the final principle I would say is, uh, I don't know how to say, I don't, I want to say don't worry about making mistakes, but I know we all worry about making mistakes. But the point is, maybe not worry about, you know what? You're going to make mistakes. You're going to pick up the wrong math curriculum for that kid. You're going to start off with this and realize three weeks into it that you hate it. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the homeschool world. Mm-hmm. We all do it. The good news is your children are continually learning. And um, you may buy, you know, grade four curriculum and find out that your child really needs grade three curriculum or grade five curriculum. This is why we have homeschool used book sales. <laughs> um, this is why I would recommend buying a lot of your books used to start with. Sure. Um, because you may find that you will find that there are some things that just don't work for your family or that don't work for your child. And I personally believe because the library has enough free resources to take care of most of your kids' schooling, um, I would never encourage a family who hates a particular curriculum to continue to use it. There's just too many, there are too many things out there There are not enough hours in the day. You should not be doing something that you hate, that every morning you dread using. You should love what you use. Now, are all kids going to love their math book? (laughs) You know, the day that happens, uh, you know, that'd be great. But, you know, I'm not talking about finicky and, you know. However, if every day is ending in tears because of that math book, really, is that more important than your relationship with your child? And you know what? Just set it aside and get on to Khan Academy. It's a free online math tutorial. You know, do, do, you know, there are, there are other alternatives. Chalk it up, say, you know, we made a mistake. That's okay. That's what we do. This is what this is all about. And, you know, this is life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How many times have we bought a book and we don't agree with it? Do we pl- keep plowing through the book and, and apply everything in that book, even though we don't agree with it? Of course not. You know, life is about learning from the mistakes. And so, you know, there's a lot there to make decisions about, and you're going to make some good ones, and you're going to make some mediocre ones, and then you're going to make some bad ones. And so that's okay. And be ready to move on. Don't feel like you have to keep plugging away. Yeah. So that's that's my best Um shot at now obviously we don't have personal experience with this we haven't brought children home i'm using this observations of what i've seen in other families and where it's gone well and where it's been tough and certainly families would want to take into account the legal responsibilities they have in their state absolutely pulling the kids out but hslda is there for that yeah, and, and I, it's easy to see what you need to do. If you had children in institution, institutional school, I mean, we recommend HSLDA for all families. But if you've had children in institutional school where they've been tracked, I would strongly recommend on June first or whatever you're, you, know, yeah. you join HSLDA yeah. because they're you're more likely to get questions about what you're doing. Yeah. Um, especially if there have been learning issues, especially if there have been behavioral issues, especially if there have been philosophical issues, you know, you say, I don't agree with 
this view on evolution or sex education or that sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, you do have a little target on you. So sure. join HSLDA. They'll tell you what you need to do as far as legal requirements go. And they have a lot of resources for helping you transition home too. Yeah. Good. Good. And talk to homeschoolers, uh, veteran homeschoolers in your church or in a homeschool community around you. Yep. A well, co-op this, or something. Yeah, this, uh, this, uh, gal, uh, talked to a cousin she knew who homeschooled and the cousin put a thing out on Facebook and I think she got more responses than I could imagine. Now, one thing I will say though, if you're a homeschooler and someone is seeking your help, please do not start by talking about curriculum with them. Yeah. Before you even know the details yeah, of the family life. that can be overwhelming. Life. There's other more basic things to talk about. Absolutely. Okay. Hello, friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode of HomeWise with Steve and Kara Murphy. If you have a moment and you are of the mind, please make a donation to Highlands Ministries to help support these podcasts. Uh, you can go to the website at highlandsministriesonline.org and there's a Donate Now button. You can sign up for a one-time donation or a monthly donation. Any amount is appreciated, and if we get like a million monthly supporters, we will do this from the beach. <laughs>